You're listening to For the Record with Tess Hurd. I'm Tess Hurd, and this is For the Record. everybody, and welcome back to another episode of For the Record with Tess Hurd. I'm Tess Hurd, and this is For the Record. I hope that you all are having an incredible week and an even more incredible Friday, or whatever day you're listening to this on. Truth be told, it doesn't matter if you're a Friday person or if you prefer your true crime on a random Tuesday afternoon. What matters is that you're here And I want to thank you for being a listener to today's episode. I know that I say this pretty much every week, but this time I actually mean it. We're doing something a little bit different this week. The true crime case that I was going to cover, as I began to research it over the weekend, I discovered that there was entirely too much information to put together and condense into an episode by Wednesday night or Thursday morning for me to record. So I went to our amazing Facebook group. If you're not part of the Facebook group, you should be. I went to the Facebook group and I asked what you guys would like to hear. The poll only got two votes, so it was ultimately ended up being my decision. What I really want to talk about this week is something that I've actually thought about talking about before, but kind of thought it was old news. And then things started to resurface about this. And I was like, um, yeah, I've definitely got to talk about it now. So without further ado, this is the drama that is currently going down from the Netflix documentary Depp versus Herd. Now, if you're anything like me, then you watched every waking second of the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard trial that occurred last spring. For me, it was kind of the opening of the door for my interest in crime, but more so my interest in court. Now, I will say that I haven't watched a whole lot of trials since then, except for the Stepmonster trial, which was the very first episode of the podcast. So it didn't really stick, but I discovered that there's a lot of reasoning behind what keeps me interested in a trial and lawyers are the biggest reason why. If you don't know the story behind the Johnny Depp Amber Heard situation, Johnny Depp was suing Amber Heard for defamation. She had written an article 
for a magazine stating that she was a survivor of domestic abuse at the hands of Johnny Depp. Now, I haven't read the article, so I don't know exactly what it says, but I am pretty sure that they were able to discover that while the article didn't say Johnny Depp's name, it implied that it was about Johnny Depp. Highly implied that it was about Johnny Depp. And that did not bode well. That did not bode well at all whatsoever. Johnny Depp had actually tried to sue the magazine that published the trial or that published this article in the UK and he lost the trial, which that's something that I hadn't watched either. So I don't know the ins and outs of that or why, but he was going straight up against the magazine company itself, not Amber Heard. Well, last year, things got taken to the beautiful city of Fairfax, Virginia, where an incredible judge and an incredible team of lawyers annihilated Amber Heard. And it was glorious. Oh, it was glorious. The cross-examination of Amber Heard. Oh, chef's kiss. Oh my goodness. I was like fangirling over Camille Vasquez. She ripped Amber apart. It was beautiful. Johnny Depp won the case. Amber Heard had countersued Johnny because of a defamation statement that one of his lawyers made on his behalf. I can't exactly remember what all she had countersued him for, but she did win like a small portion of money restitution for that one statement made by the lawyer, which I don't think it's fair because Johnny Depp wasn't the one who made the statement. It was the lawyer. And from everything that I've been able to see and hear, it wasn't actually Johnny Depp who said, hey, make this statement. I think it was actually the lawyer who made the statement. But, you know, whatever. So Johnny Depp was able to clear his name and really start living his life again. Because of these accusations made by Amber Heard, Johnny Depp was let go from Pirates of the Caribbean. He was let go from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And he had not been cast in a role since this article came out. In, in, his, the, in, in, in his testimony, he said that he had lost nothing short of everything. And it's true. It's, it's true. Because, because of these accusations that were made against him, you know, everybody always wants to believe the woman. And I get that. I understand that. But nobody was giving Johnny Depp the chance to explain or rebute what was being said against him. Really, for Johnny Depp, this trial, it was less about winning and, and, and getting the monetary gain from it 
but more so clearing his name and letting the people decide who was to be believed. And I'm so glad that the people, the jurors, were able to sit through and listen through the testimonies, listen through the witnesses, listen through some of the quackiest of quack doctors. They were able to see see what they believed to be the truth. And I'm not saying that Johnny Depp is a totally innocent man. He has his demons and they're not so pretty. But something that just as a person watching the trial, not in the courtroom, not as a juror, not as any type of legal representation at all whatsoever, just a simple everyday person tuning in on YouTube every week to watch Johnny Depp owned up to his mistakes. He owned up to his wrongdoings. He didn't lie about his drinking. He didn't lie about his drug use. He didn't lie about anything that he'd done when certain things were brought up in evidence, like text messages that were relatively grotesque. He owned up to those things. He was like, yeah, I did that. I did it. I'll admit that I did it. But he vehemently denied ever abusing Amber Heard. And as a woman myself, I just, I don't know. I felt like Amber Heard was either lying completely or stretching the truth exponentially. I feel like she set back actual victims of domestic abuse by a mile. And that really sucks. Like, that absolutely sucks. It's bad enough that women who are in domestic abuse situations, they're not believed or they're looked down upon. Like, that's that's horrible. But now you have someone who's saying that all this happened when it didn't, or at least it didn't happen to the extent that she's saying it did. That's just going to make people look at actual victims in an even poorer light. Now, I do think that because Johnny Depp won the case and he was open about what happened in his relationship with Amber Heard, and he was open about the fact that he had suffered abuse from her, I think that men who are in domestic abuse situations, I feel like they're going to have, not grounds, but a better standing whenever they say, I'm being abused by my significant other. And I think that they are going to be taken more seriously, whereas women are not, because this one woman publicly lied 
and the world got to see that. But the trial itself is not the topic of today's conversation. The topic of today's conversation is going to be about the documentary that is on Netflix called Depp versus Heard or Depp v. Heard. And there has been a lot of drama that has come out surrounding that documentary. Well, why would there be drama, you asked? If the world was on Johnny Depp's side, why would there be drama? Because, my dear listeners, this documentary was not done in a very good way. And I don't mean that in the sense of it was a poorly filmed and put together documentary, because by all means, it was, in my opinion, very well put together and filmed very well. But there are some things about it that just aren't really good. So first things first, it is a little more amber leaning. It is a little more giving the message that Amber was a victim and the world didn't see that because Johnny Depp is such a huge star. They overlooked the fact that Johnny Depp was abusing Amber Heard because Johnny Depp is so well known and well loved and yeah i mean he is an incredible actor he's one of the best actors on the face of the planet like i don't care who you are you cannot prove me wrong on that johnny depp is phenomenal but i remember whenever i first heard about these abuse allegations back in i think it was 2016 like, I was crushed because I had loved Johnny Depp and hearing that he could do something so horrible to a woman, that absolutely crushed me. You know, that just kind of is a good reminder, though, that looking up to other people and having other people as like role models and idols and stuff is really not such a good idea because everybody is gonna let you down at some point it's inevitable especially when they are some superstar hotshot like it's it's just gonna happen so that's a side note but the documentary really is it's not like you know oh amber was this poor innocent victim and johnny depp did this to her and blah 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 like it wasn't necessarily like that but the way that it presented everything was more like since the media was so involved that it had the world backing up Johnny Depp. And I mean, it, that's true. That is true because the trial was publicized and because everyone and their cousin was able to just hop online and watch it. Everybody knew about it. And everybody did get behind Johnny Depp with, you know, a very small exception of the population. But they didn't do it just because Johnny Depp is Johnny Depp. 
At least I didn't. I watched the trial going in thinking that this is an actor who I used to love who beat up his wife who is now who he is now suing for lying about it. So what the heck really happened? Like what is the deal here? And they started to go over the evidence. They started to go through testimonies and witnesses and everything. And I was able to make my own opinion based on what I was seeing from the trial. And like I said, I don't think that Johnny Depp is a totally innocent man. He has his demons. But I do not think that he did the things that Amber Heard said that he did. Whereas I think that the things that Johnny Depp said that Amber did to him are much more plausible and there was a lot more evidence to support those claims. So the biggest thing about this documentary is the fact that they are criticizing people, content creators on YouTube, on TikTok, on all social media platforms. They're criticizing them for making and pushing content about the trial and about the case. And they've claimed that these content creators only did it to make money. Now, as a newbie podcaster, I have not made any money from my podcast. I don't know if I'll ever make money from my podcast. I am trying to grow. I am trying to get a bigger audience, have a larger reach, but it takes time. But if I ever do get to make money for it, then I'm going to be really excited about that. But content creators, that's their job. I consider podcasting my my job, even though I'm not getting paid for it. It's still what I spend my time and energy doing, and I put the work into it so that someday I can make profit off of it, just like I also do calligraphy and hand lettering, but practiced a lot. I've done a lot. I've given a lot away, but my goal is to improve in what I'm doing so that I can make pieces to sell to make a profit on. So podcasting and doing calligraphy and hand lettering, those are my jobs. Content creators, that's their job. They get paid to make content, just like actors and actresses and producers and filmmakers and directors and costume and set designers and musicians and singers and wrestlers and anybody in any kind of entertainment in industry that is their job they get paid to do that if they're not getting paid yet they are working to towards being able to get paid for their craft for their skill for what it is that they do so these content creators yes they were making content and it they were getting paid for it but they were not making the subject of their content about this trial just to make extra money. Did the topic bring in new people? Did it bring in 
more revenue for them? Absolutely, because it's a hot topic. Anytime anything is a hot topic, everybody goes to Facebook or YouTube or Twitter or TikTok, even Instagram. Everybody is trying to find the next piece of news, the next big update on what's going on. It's the society that we live in. We want to know what's happening. We want to know what's going on. And content creators have been able to thrive on that because they're able to get this information and get it put out there for the whole world to see. Sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's not. But in this case, I think that it was a good thing because you were able to, to get, one, you were able to get differing opinions. You were able to get information from people who were on Johnny Depp's side. You were able to get neutral party information. You were able to get information about Amber Heard and, and her supporters. So it wasn't like the entire narrative was pro Johnny Depp. And that's what this documentary was trying to say. And the fact that they were using this as a way to earn money. Now, I am going to counter that and say, isn't that exactly what this documentary is doing? I've heard several YouTubers talk about that and how, yes, they made content about it and they made money off of it, but isn't that the whole premise of the documentary? Aren't they the documentary makers making money off of the content that other people have made to make money off of it? You see, it's a cycle. It's a vicious cycle. And everybody's losing their minds. But wait, there's more. So these very same people who are saying that these content creators were using the topic of the trial to bring in more revenue, to make more money, they used some of the content from these creators in the documentary without consent, without permission, without licensing, without anything. And I know that whenever you put stuff on the internet, like you kind of think it's, it's fair game, you can use it, whatever. But I'm finding out that that's not entirely true. There are still stipulations to that, especially if you have a larger viewing, a larger audience, you have, you know, a, a whole, I guess, company kind of thing. And that's what a lot of these creators have. They're not just your everyday person making a video or a podcast or a TikTok. They have a an actual following. I mean, just like you can't use certain sounds on Facebook. You can't use certain songs on Facebook without saying that you don't own the rights to that song or that music. You have to make that known. You cannot claim that something is yours or use something that would let people think that that thing was yours whenever it is not. And that goes kind of across the board for most 
content that is on the internet. And just like in high school and college, you cannot plagiarize. Plagiarizing is a big no-no. You cannot copy and paste a Wikipedia page on your history report and call it done. That will get you in big trouble. It's kind of that that's kind of the premise of what's going on here. Now, some of the clips that were used, they did get licensing for. And that's fine. Like that that's fine. If these creators wanted to let this documentary team use their stuff, great. There are some creators who have stuff in the documentary that they're, while they didn't give them permission to use it, they didn't have any licensing or anything for it, they're not going to do anything about it just because to them it's not really that big of a deal. And I can kind of see it from both sides. Like, oh, hey, my podcast clip was used in this. That's giving me some exposure. But then you have other content creators who have lost the copyright ownership on their content because of the documentary. And I will have to go and look up the creator, but he had um, he had a video of him at a Johnny Depp concert, and that clip was used in the documentary. That clip was on his YouTube channel. And now YouTube is saying that it's copyrighted or there's a copyright claim on it because the documentary says that they own it. And YouTube is like, oh, well, if Netflix says that they own it, then you are posting it. Even though you're the original creator of it, they say this you're just a content creator. This is a like this is Netflix over here. And so this guy has lost the ownership of this video of him seeing Johnny Depp and meeting Johnny Depp on YouTube because they use this clip without his consent, without having any proper channels. Now, apparently the documentary crew did contact this creator about using his content in their documentary and instead of replying like oh yeah that sounds awesome or no that's okay no thank you he just didn't reply to the emails i think that i would have replied and given a definite yes or no but that's just me i am not like i am not judging this person i do not think that this creator should be dealing with any of this he handled the situation like he saw fit and that's there is no victim blaming here like that's just what i would do i would give a definite yes or no but it's not just him that's dealing with this several other content creators well-known content creators at that have and they have their clips being put down as a copyright claim on YouTube because of this Netflix documentary. The last and final thing that I'm going to talk about concerning this documentary is how it ended. One of Amber Heard's claims was that on an airplane, 
Johnny Depp was high, he was drunk, and he proceeded to push her down in the airplane and kick her repeatedly with an airplane full of witnesses. You know, it was a private plane, so it was just Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, and then some of Johnny Depp's like legal team and security, I think. That's something that she has claimed had happened, but whenever one of the people who was on the plane during this supposed incident was questioned about it, he said that he had no recollection of that, that as far as he knew, nothing of the sort happened, and he was with Johnny Depp the entire time that they were on this plane. So... The end of the documentary pretty much is them saying that evidence was left out of the trial, that there were things that were, you know, not used in the court. And one of those things was a text exchange between Amber Heard and the man who said that he did not recall this plane incident happening. In this text message exchange, this witness was telling Amber, you know, whenever I told Johnny about what happened, he felt absolutely horrible. He couldn't believe it. He was absolutely beside himself. He's so sorry, blah, 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 blah. But then they say that these text messages were retrieved and presented in a different format than all of the other text messages that they had brought into evidence or, you know, were going to try to present as evidence. Out of all of these text messages, they had the exact same, I guess, system formatting. And whenever you retrieve text messages, they are are put in a certain format. And these text messages were different than the format. I'm not a cell phone expert. I am not technologically savvy. I do not know how to do 90% of the things that you're supposed to be able to do with a smartphone. And don't even ask me to try to plug in a DVD player or an Xbox or a Bluetooth Blu-ray player because I will just get angry and cut all the cords. Like, don't do it. Just don't do it. But I would think that if there's a specific type of formatting that goes into pulling these records of text messages from, you know, the cloud or cell phone providers, however, the the networks store those things. Because whenever you delete a text message off your phone, it doesn't go away. Like, it's still in the universe somewhere. So whenever they're able to pull those things from wherever they're stored at, they come in a certain format. Now, I don't know if different phones have different ways of storing it, if it's a different formatting, if iPhones are are formatted different than Androids, if, you know, you had a, a cheaper smartphone, if that would be different than a much more expensive one. I don't know if, like, 
service providers, you know, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, whatever. Like, I don't know if that would change the formatting. I don't know those things. So I don't, I, I really don't know. But what I would think is that if it were different types of phones or different network providers, there would be a noticeable difference in multiple text message exchanges. I think that it would be more obvious and it would probably be stated on these papers like sent from an iPhone, sent from Android or, you know, pulled from like the iCloud or pulled from the Google Cloud or whatever, you know, or even having something saying like Verizon services or AT&T services or T-Mobile services or networks or whatever. But again, I don't know because that's not my area of expertise. I just simply don't know. I do find it very odd that the only one out of all of these And supposedly there were like hundreds of text message exchanges that were originally presented to be used as evidence, but they only brought in a certain amount. So why was this specific one in a different format? And this was also part of like a plethora of sealed files that eventually became unsealed. And that's how they found this out. This exchange leads you to believe that, you know, Johnny Depp really did attack Amber Heard on the airplane and that everybody there knew about it. They witnessed it. They they were there. But I just personally have a really hard time believing that because of the fact that this was the only text exchange that was in a different format. I don't think that it would be that hard to verify if it was legit or not. And maybe, maybe that's why it was not permitted to be used as evidence in the trial. Maybe they knew that it was faked and was like, um, no, we're not using that one because, I mean, come on. If it's fake, it's fake. And you can't present fake evidence. I mean, you can, but that doesn't mean that it's going to do you any good. And if they find out that it's fake, that's going to put you in an even deeper hole than you already dug yourself into. That whole ending was just like, oh my gosh, that's so dumb. That is so dumb. Like, really? Oh my gosh. So, yeah. If you haven't watched this documentary, I am not going to recommend it because I don't necessarily want it to get any more views than it already has. And it's in like the top 10 like Netflix shows in the United States right now. But if you are really curious about it, then, you know, I can't tell you to go watch it, but I can't tell you to not watch it. I'm not your mother. You're going to do what you want to do. So. I'll leave it up to you. But what I can do is tell you to go watch the videos that I've linked in the show notes. 
the content creator that I was talking about earlier. He is one of the people who are associated with Popcorned Planet. And then there is another video that I've linked from Peter Tragos from The Lawyer You Know. He did a video about the documentary and about um, the transcripts that had been released from all of the sidebars during the trial. Definitely go check those two out. Watch the documentary at your own discretion. But again, I'm not telling you to watch it. I'm not telling you to not watch it. What I will tell you is that I hope you all have a great weekend and a great week upcoming. You guys are awesome. Thank you all so much for all of your support. If you haven't already, please hit the follow button or the subscribe button if you're on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, go ahead and leave me a five-star review because, you know, that really helps your girl out. If you are not following us on Facebook, you can find us at For the Record with Tess Heard. And you can also join the Record Keepers For the Record fan group, which there should be a link to that on the actual Facebook page. If you have any questions, any comments, a case suggestion, you can email me at fortherecordwithme at gmail.com. Just send me a little bit about the case, names, year it happened, city it happened, and I'll look into it. And if there's enough information, then I will cover it. All right, guys. Until next week, the record will so reflect.